Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hello, hello everybody. I hope you're having a great day, morning, night, whatever time of day it is you are listening to this. You are in for a treat. I'm so excited for today's guest. We have... CMO of Combs Enterprises, as in Diddy, Puff Daddy, one of my favorite moguls, icons of all time. Um, We're speaking to their CMO, Dion Graham, who is amazing and so cool. And we really just break down branding, um, how the enterprise has just taken over from Revolt to Ciroc. We talk about everything in between. You all, this one is a really cool episode, and we learned so much in just about like elevating voices and DI and just inclusion and marketing and all the above. So, get ready for a treat because this episode's really, really good. Dion, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so before we get started, we always like to ask our guests the question of what the term young influential means to them. Oh man, off top, I think young influential means to me. Um, those those voices that are usually unheard, that are starting to get heard now, starting to influence culture and, and buildings and enterprises. Um, that's what it means to me right when I hear right away. I'm just like, that was me one time. I'm a little old now, though. <laughs> hey, it's as young as we feel. That's how I go. I'm like, look, it's as young as we feel. Like, age is just a social construct. So it is what it is. <laughs> word, word. But to kind of rewind to to your past, how did you get involved in the media? Was it something you studied or something that you've always wanted to get into? Like, how did you, you enter the media sphere? Yeah, um, I can't say I, I thought I was going to be in media. Um, I was more into like marketing, fashion, um, things like that growing up. But I had this opportunity that, I, that came in front of me through nightclubs where... Um, I just noticed they weren't favoring people that looked like me um, on their websites and in their videos and whatnot. Um, so instead of just sitting back and complaining about it, I figured, hey, I'll just make my own site. Um, and that led me into, I guess, the media space, the blog era, you know, having a voice, understanding that, you know, the things you say now on the internet can go as far as the CNNs and Fox News, right? Um, 
from your little laptop in your bedroom somewhere. And I feel like that's so true. Like I feel like back then, like a lot of times, like we didn't see the representation. And so, I mean, now like we're seeing more of it, but back then I feel like if we didn't really like pivot or really be the ones to blog about it or kind of build our re- like representation, we really didn't have a space to see it. Like it was very limited to just like one type of music or one type of like image or whatnot. Like a lot of us had to go out and like find the spaces to create our own or even like start our own agencies or whatever that was to kind of start to see people that looked like, like us or like what different representations of that we wanted to see. Shouts to the internet, you know, the internet changed everything. (laughs) And I'm like, when you said that, I made me think of like, like the early days where we all were like on MySpace and like we were creating like the different like artist profiles, like, in terms of like entertainment and music and um, even like YouTube where people were kind of doing the sketches and stuff to start to see that. And that's when we, I feel like that was like around the time when we started to really see like, Oh, okay. Like this is a new Avenue to do it in. Like people were like, you know what? Like if I don't see what I want to be, I can be the change that I want to see or be the representation that I want to see. And that was kind of like when we started to see that wave of like, okay, like here we go. And then later on we saw industry start to catch on and be like, Oh, if we do diversify and like have other representation, then we'll get the eyeballs that we want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I look at it as like the gatekeepers removed. Obviously there's still, you know, people in control of, of different things, but um, where there used to be excuses, uh, I think that there's a lot less now, right. Um, there's still hurdles and, and, and boundaries and, and ceilings we have to crack through, but um, the opportunity is there, right. There's no excuses anymore. Yeah, I feel like now, like anybody, like we're now seeing, like you said, like the gatekeepers, like we're still, they're still there, but we're seeing a few of them. And now people are saying like, you know what, like I can either start my own talent agency if I want to find other artists or whatever that look like me. Or if I'm somebody who's a former and I'm not getting the auditions that I want, I can go ahead and start my own channel or start my own whatever or start my own fashion line and start being that until I can get in that boardroom or get in whatever. Or if I don't even enter the boardroom, I can kind of make my own lane right here, which I think is really cool. And I love always seeing that of how people are finding new innovative ways to either break into whatever industry they want to be in, whether that be the crypto space or music or entertainment, but just kind of like finding their own way and paving the way and then sharing those tips and helping others that look like them get into the doorway as well. For sure. For sure. But to kind of get to kind of fast forward to now you being with Come Enterprises, can you kind of give us a brief description of like what your role is at Come Enterprises and then like a little bit about like what the company is and like what like what you all do? Yeah, I mean, so my role at Come Enterprises is uh, um, I don't know how to just describe it in <laughs> one or two sentences. <laughs> um, I, I, I do work for Mr. Multitask, um, you know, hands and everything. Um, so currently I just oversee, you know, his marketing, his creative branding, his personal brand. Um, and it's, it's hard to, to say, this is what I'm going to be doing today. Uh, I was talking to somebody else the other day and I was like, so what do you do on a day-to-day basis? I'm like everything. <laughs> um, and that, that's, that's what makes it fun. That that's what attracted me to the position that that's what keeps me here. Um, so my, my day-to-day is, you know, working on Sean, John, then doing, you know, executive producing a podcast, you know, Carisha Please on Revolt, and then launching a Ciroc flavor the next weekend, and then doing, you know, a Love Records writing camp to finish off an album. You know, that 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 was my week. Um, and I don't think you get that anywhere else. So I love I love every minute about it. But Combs Enterprises as as a company, what we do is I feel that 
we are the example of what it looks like when you give people opportunity. You don't have to be the the best educated or well-educated. You don't have to come from a particular university or other company. Um, as long as you have the hustle, the desire, there's, there's something for you to do here and you will rise up the ranks. And, you know, we represent what it is to be like a black owned and led company. You know, we're good for business. The, the bottom lines look great. We make, make our partners money. Um, but at the same time, empowering, you know, young black and brown men and women all over the world that wouldn't normally get, um, you know, this opportunity, you know, these titles, these positions, this influence, um, and this, the seat at the table, frankly. And I feel like that's, what's so cool about, um, everything that you guys do is I feel like you can definitely look at whether it's like Revolt or the other brands and stuff. You can see that it really is a place that I feel like everybody comes from various backgrounds and they're celebrated for the differences and that, everybody has the opportunity to grow and do whatever field that they want to do. Like you said, like your day to day is never the same. You're going to be doing different things. And I feel like that's something that's not really easy to really exemplify without telling people a lot of times, like companies like try to say like, Oh yeah, like we really celebrate our differences and we try to do this and we don't like to, you know, make people wait three or four years moving their ranks. We like to let people like, we like to see what they can do, but I feel like you can look at any of the different ones, whether it be Revolt or Sirac or any of them and look and be like, you know what, like everybody works together and it's not like a whole thing where you have to be a certain age or a certain time in the industry to move up or do whatever. I feel like you can really look at it and kind of see that vision of like, wow, like you really can do whatever you want here and they celebrate you for all your differences, which is really cool. For sure, for sure, um, and I and I see it happen every day, every week, every month, every year. Um, you know, new people come in, and if they're talented and, and they work hard, that 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 track to the top or whatever they're trying to achieve. You know, uh, I think that's important too. Nobody's trying to like keep anybody in one spot. You know, you may go to Spotify, you may go to Apple, you may go to Nike, um, you may start your own business, right? Um, I like to say that working for Puff is is one of the best, you know, courses for entrepreneurship. You can't get it anywhere else. There's no university that's going to teach you the stuff that Puff teaches you on a day-to-day basis. It's impossible. I want someone to find it. <laughs> because at his, at his age, um, at his, you know, net worth, contribution to the culture, whatever people think about him financially, he is still grinding 24 seven. It's it's crazy to watch. So you only get inspired, and then you're like, if he cares that much about his brands that are deemed to be successful, you know how how am I going to be when I start my own thing? And, you know, like that's the example right there. He's doing X amount of money, and he's still getting up early before everybody else, and staying up the latest, and doing the most research. I mean, it's truly inspiring. And I think that's so cool too. That like, especially like the legacy that he's just like paid for like you said, for like entrepreneurship and just about like branding yourself, period. Because I feel like a lot of times like we see people be like, oh, like they'll start off in whatever media or whatever and they'll be like, oh, well, I'm just this. And they don't really think about like the the legacy that they're going to leave or like the longevity of their thing. And I feel like um, he's definitely somebody who's really like kind of honed in and really like done the blueprint for, you know, like, yes, you can do music, but you can also do uh, you can do acting, you can do entertainment, you can really branch out to other things instead of trying to be like pigeonholed and be like, oh, I'm only this. Or when people think of me, that I can only be this. Like, I feel like over the years we've seen how he's developed and really grown that brand. And I feel like that's something that we're seeing a lot of young people really understand now where it's like, just because you're 
say a bioscientist now doesn't mean that you can't break off and start your own like e-commerce brand or clothing line or whatever. Like you can do it all as long as you have the mindset and you want to work hard and really have that drive and that strive that you want to do for that success. Like you don't have to be like, Oh, well I'm now that like I've been here for 10 years like I can't do anything else. Like, no, you can still evolve and create and do other things and expand on that. And I feel like that's something we've seen over the years with all of his endeavors and him as just a person too. Like he's, not he's like you know what like i still have ideas like my stuff's still relevant today like just because i'm whatever doesn't mean that i can't like still add to it and i'm not just gonna gatekeep it i'm gonna like find other talent too who can also bring the vision have the same goals i do and like teach me new things and still like evolve and go through over the years as well yeah anything is possible yeah and i feel like what's also cool is that he's really mastered is just like reaching multi-generations like i feel like you guys do a really good job of still honing in on the G- Gen Z content and millennial content, like what Crucial Please, which is so funny, um, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love the Megan Thee Stallion episode. Um, but also just with like other things, like I feel like it's it's very multifaceted and it's not just one be like, oh, like that's for people who only like this type of genre or like drink this type of thing or like this type of thing. Like he does a really good job of appealing to various groups of people without it seeming like, He's just like throwing a rock on something, which a lot of brands and media yeah. companies struggle with. Of like, reaching. yeah, we like to say every every everybody's invited to the party. He's always been like that. That's never going to change, and that's how we approach the content marketing. You know, even though if we we stand on you know what we stand on for for our community, but everybody's invited to the party. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's something that a lot of a lot of brands like pay like tend to more for. A lot of people are always trying to be like, you know, how do we like this is what we stand for and we do that, but how do we reach? this group and that group at the same time that's what gets scary to me right that's when it's not authentic yeah see what we do is authentic we do um things that come natural to us and um and that's that's our specialty a lot of these brands they get in the room and and they're you know we want to reach like you said you know 21 year old male uh in in chicago and they don't even know how to naturally do that Mm -hmm. they're strategizing on how to take advantage of the things that we do come come authentic they come they're organic you know all those terms that go with that it's just we just we're not going with the flow we just living it and doing our lifestyle and amplifying and bringing people along and not thinking how to like capitalize on a group of people or stuff like that you know and i feel like yeah like i feel like thinking of it like like you said like from that standpoint instead of just being like how can we how can we market off of it like no like that it's gonna come across and i feel like nowadays people can read through that like if you're just trying to target or like post little like black square do whatever just for the various months and show up for only that time like people can tell like oh you guys only come around one time of the year for such and such month and then you disappear like you don't hire you don't hire like people that look like me or you do these other things like you only show up for these small things and i feel like that's something it's propaganda like, exactly and it's that's like what i call it it's propaganda and the fact that like they're people not really st- doing nothing exactly and it's like the fact that they think that like oh nobody's gonna notice that we only showed up in february and then like we're going back into the abyss that we only showed up for like june or for women's history month or whatever and then go back it's like people people pay attention to that and it's like if you were trying to especially when you're trying to appeal to all these groups of people like from a marketing standpoint and like say all these things, but then you're not showing it through your social media or your video content or whatever your company's doing, you just look crazy. And then you're confused. I'm like, well, I don't understand like why we're not getting in, like why these viewers aren't turning in. It's like, um, you're only showing up for them like once a year. You're not really, how are you interweaving that type of 
DEI initiatives into like your day to day? Are you talking to your employees who are part of the communities that you want to reach out to? Like, what are you doing to actually um, really interweave that into your day to day? And one thing that I that I really like seeing that a lot of companies are doing is they're getting away from the whole like month concept where they're not just showing it for like um, Asian American History Month or Hispanic Heritage Month or Black History Month, but like kind of like highlighting those stories throughout the year. And I feel like that's really cool that we're now that some of them are like, Oh, we need to wake up and actually not just show up for that type of, for those like one time skills, but actually find ways and like hire that talent or find those creators to kind of target those audiences and do that year round that I think is really good and really important. Yeah. Di- diversity and inclusion shouldn't be a marketing strategy. Exactly. And um, speaking of like, just like going back to like the Gen Z millennial thing, are there any types of like events or partners and stuff that you guys really do to really kind of keep your toes and heels, like say like in the room, like in those, like whether it's like award shows or types of stuff that you guys really kind of keep a hold on to keep a, like an eye on like the culture and like what stuff is going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we call it being outside. We just make sure that we're outside, right? Whether it's, you know, from, you know, Rolling Loud, Essence Festival. Um, I'm going to miss a whole bunch, but I think you understand, like, we're everywhere, right? Creating partnerships or just showing up, right? Like, I, I remember I went to um, Invest Fest with, with my guys, Troy and Rashad from Rainier Leisure, and just wanted to be there to see what people are interacting with, have conversations with folks. Um, and again, it's, it's just being authentic. Like I'm not going anywhere that I wouldn't normally be right. Like I'm not going there for Intel on, on how to get into a certain market. Um, I'm going there cause there's people I know there, they're talking about things that I like, they're playing the music that I like. That's where we want to be. Um, so constantly everywhere you can think of, and then we kind of, you know, culminate all that into the revolt summit. Um, in Atlanta, uh, it's September 24th and 25th this year. Um, don't know when this is coming out, but you know, then we do showcase ourselves and we invite young people into the rooms and provide opportunity. And, and sometimes I think people just want to be in settings where, um, they know that the other person in the room is after like the same sort of dream. Mm-hmm. It could be in different industry, but like, you just want to be around people that are as ambitious as you and learn from them. Um, and I think that's important. And I th- yeah, I think that's key too. And like you said, like to be like, not just being there because you're like, oh, like I'm only here because like I, I'm really trying to figure out like what black and brown communities are really about. It's like, no, like be here because you want to be here and that it's it's like, it's like we've been saying, it's not a marketing initiative or like you should be here because you have that same drive and that you care about like the same things we do. Like don't just, don't try to have an ulterior motive for why you're at that thing is basically like, it, I think which is really key. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like a lot of times, like, people will just show up because they're like, oh, well, we know that, like, there's a lot of young people who um, like this type of music or these type of events. And, like, we'll be able to, like, really get a good um, tactile view on, like, what they're thinking and stuff. So let's make sure we're at such and such in Wynwood in May because then we can really get a good idea of it. When Let really, me tell you like, something. That, start- that scares me. <laughs> It's crazy. When, that, when the thoughts start happening like that, I get I get scared. Like if we ever in a room and it starts to become, yo, we should go over here because of this. I'm like, no, nah, we're going down the wrong path. I'm scared. That's it's- not because that's not where we're comfortable. You're trying to do something that is not natural to how we move and and, and how we flow. And, and I think some of that too comes down to just who's on your team mm-hmm. and who's in your room. 
because that's what makes it authentic. If your team is reflective of, of, you know, the market and you're actually hiring, putting people in position that make decisions that are younger from this race, from this demo, from whatever, and they, they're a part of the team, then that all becomes authentic. Now, if your room just looks one particular way, that changes everything, you know? No, it, it's crazy because I've definitely like seen that people are like, oh, yeah, like we're and I'm like, you have nobody on your team that looks like that. So, like, why are you even like this make any sense for like for you to even be here if you're not even hiring the type of representation that you're of the audience are trying to reach? And you guys haven't even you've never even talked about that. So you're just here because you're trying to get something like it. It just blows my mind because I'll see it sometimes at different events and I'm just like you like we all see what you're doing so i don't know why you're trying to like fake and act like you care like we all know we know what's going on we see you <laughs> exactly um well, i'm gonna call i'm gonna call you out too <laughs> exactly and that's the and that's the thing like with social media and stuff it, like whenever there's these events or whatever like you always have eyes on you so people can read like oh like nobody can nobody can tell that i'm only here to get x y and z or Nobody can find out that this isn't really what we stand for. Like, no, people can see, you can go on your website. Like, nowadays, it's very easy to go and look up and see, like, oh, how many women do they have on their board? How many people of color do they actually, like, do they hire? Like, are they doing this and that? It's like, no, you can't do that anymore. Like, people can look up and read. So if you're going to do an initiative or do something, like, we can quickly tell if it's authentic or not. We can read through you. We see you. <laughs> yes, it's changing a lot of people's approach because they will get called out. I forget the there was an Instagram account that came out like a little bit after Black Lives Matter and all the corporations were trying to do the black squares. And like every time someone would do something, mm-hmm. like they would like show their board and like their employees. Um, I don't want to say the 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 name because I for, I don't I don't know if it's the right one, but they were calling everybody out, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I live for those because it's it's true and it's just crazy because it's like you're over here like saying like oh our thoughts and condolences for so and so and for this community for being affected but it's like you can do something you can hire more like you like for all the shops who are like oh like yeah they really should pay more women of color uh, money to do this or they should be doing X Y and Z for that it's like you can hire those designers or hire those actors or actresses or help elevate those stories that you see like you don't have to just wait around for some other organization to do it like if you're a corporation that sees the wrong or has the issue like you can you can do something you don't have to just like wait around for it yep i mean put people in power to help make decisions it's that simple that will solve all their problems don't just keep them at like a low level like put them at that decision making table and you'll see the change Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. Like, exactly. And speaking of like changing stuff, like, are there any specific like programs or stuff that you all do at Comes Enterprises that like helps um, kind of like whether it's in the audio space or uh, the different music space that like helps elevate like different like um, black voices or like young talent to kind of like learn from the business or like learn or kind of like give them that next stage or platform to get the get in front of the right eyes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we have something called the Excellence Program. Uh, I think we're on year two now. And the whole the whole purpose of that was to just kind of bridge that gap, right? Get their, their corporate, you know, jobs and people in the room with, you know, young college students, people that don't have a college degree and, and let them understand that, hey, like in this Rolodex, there's also really talented people looking for opportunity that maybe don't come through the traditional path. Um, we also have three schools, right? Capital Prep. Um, and then just in general, like what we do is based in that. I am one of those people, right? So Puff at his core is going to find and identify talent in non-traditional ways and give them opportunity. Like that is, that is who we are. Um, where as, you know, programs, incentives, PR headlines, whatever those things are at our core, like we do this. Like if you go through and look at all our employees and some of our executives and whatnot, We've we've been given that opportunity. You know, you you, you got to show and prove, though. It's not it's not charity, right? It has to be good for business. But the, the opportunities are there, and then uh, that's what our Revolt Summit is for too. That's another extension of of what like the excellence program is at the Revolt Summit. You're coming to you know come to our job fair, and, you know, network with different people you wouldn't meet. We have this dope thing called office hours where I remember I think it was last year. I probably sat through like six hours of one on ones. Um, with people just looking for for opportunity, and it's not it's not just to just have that conversation with them. We actually follow up and have hired people um, through these different programs. And you know, I, I I go about that and and probably with like a lot of intention because I needed someone to give me an opportunity. All right, like I didn't come from the big marketing university and have the crazy resume. Um, there was folks that believed in me and believed that you know, if they put me in a position that, you know, I could grow and, and, you know, frankly, make more money, help my family out, get more access to opportunity and stuff. And I feel like it's so like, it's so important for 
to, for like coming stuff to offer that. Cause a lot of times they're like, Oh, we wish we had this and that, but they're realizing that they're like, whenever they have these internships or listings, it's like, we want this freshman to have 15 years of market. It's like, what? It's like that you're already putting a gate on a whole bunch of candidates that you could have had applied to it, but because you're having these things on there that say you want 15 years experience or like five years of internships and all this crazy stuff. Like I remember that was one of the things that I used to see when I was coming through, um, when to apply for internships, they would have like these crazy, like list of requirements for you to have. And I'm just like, what full-time student has the time to have like all these internships? Like most of us are just trying to have summer jobs to like help pay for school and do stuff like that. Like that makes no sense. That was designed to, to keep us out of the room, you know, like that, that, that's what that is to me. Like you need this degree and, you know, the 10, 15 years of experience. Like, no, we're, we're going to go invest in something like Rec Philly and Rec Miami, create a center in the community, let the creatives come and work, let them be entrepreneurs. And I may tap in and be like, oh, that's dope. What you got going on? We got the Surat campaign. Come work with us. Like we're that that's designed to keep people out. That's the, uh, yeah. I truly believe that because like, because when I would see that and it'd be like, I would see other fellow students get like these internships stuff. And I'm like, how on, I'm like, how on earth are you guys like finding the time to get five, like all the, like all these internships and all this like quote unquote real world experience and stuff when all of us would be doing the same classes. We all had the same times. We all could make these websites or whatever we were doing and stuff. And I'm just like these requisites. And then I would, meet with these companies and talk to them, they'd be like, yeah, we just don't know why we're not getting such and such candidates in. And I'm like, have you not looked at your application process or looked at whatever you have all these things on there and you're kind of putting like little like roadblocks in for you to stop and reach these people. And I feel like that's why I'm so glad that we're seeing uh, programs like the ones that you all do. And um, I know some other ones that where they'll do the same thing where they'll like have like people from various backgrounds come in and they like have, job fairs and stuff that kind of puts the create like kind of close that barrier and helps them get introduced to a lot of these different companies, whether it be in media, beauty or fashion or whatever, because it's crazy. Like the gap that a lot of it comes into. And then the top down, they're like, Oh, we, we had no idea this was causing a roadblock. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Well, that's what we were talking about earlier. It's like the internet kind of levels the playing field. If the, if the people in the building are paying attention because you can go and, get 5 million subscribers doing a beauty blog and there's no reason you shouldn't be working at one of the top uh, beauty companies. You, you just provided proof that you know what you're talking about. You cultivated an audience. People are into what you're into. So um, it, again, it just takes people to just wake up and realize that it's, it's good for business to give people opportunities, especially when they're showing you that they're talented and growing a following, selling products or wh whatever it is on their own. Now imagine what they could do with, with your machine behind them. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like now, like also is aside from that, just like the willing to take a risk on other people. Like I feel like a lot of companies and stuff, whenever it comes to recruitment, we get so caught up in like a specific type of where like, Oh, well this person has this background and that. And I think they could do that, but it's like, you have to be willing to, cultivate and like kind of help people get to that step like a lot of times when we get in our positions and comfy we're like we is we assume that we all learned everything overnight when it's like no like somebody took the time out to mentor us and teach us the different tools and skills that we have now and a lot of times like we if somebody's that we're, we're an intern or somebody's too slow to getting something we're like oh they're not moving fast enough like uh oh, let me get rid of them and fire them it's like no like you got to let people 
grow. And then years down the road, they're like, well, we don't understand like why no, nobody here wants to stick around or why we don't have anybody here that does X, Y, and Z. It's like, you, you have to also be willing to mentor people and take the time out with people and teach them. Like everybody doesn't learn everything overnight and stuff. And I feel like that's also one thing that we're starting to see more where people are like, okay, I need a mentor. I can't just like assume everybody to get it like I did or that people think they did. It's like somebody taught you along the way, took the time out to teach you. Yep. I mean, that's, that's why I pay close attention because I had good mentors and I didn't know at the time they were mentoring me. Like, you don't, sometimes you don't know. It's not like I was like, Hey, can you mentor me? (laughs) But uh, now that I look back, I was like, Oh, they were really looking out for me. You know, they were, they were really trying to help me, you know, move up. And, and, and again, I I think too, it's like a two way street. Like people are also looking for the value that's provided uh, because it may help them rise up in their position. Um, Which is something I think any, anybody young trying to get in a game, really needs to understand and 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 pay attention to because you got to provide value to whoever is in that room because that's what this is it's, it's a transaction at the end of the day and i feel also aside from that it's like you have to be willing to put in the work like we touched on it earlier about work ethic but i feel like a lot of i feel like a lot of times people are like oh i want to be i want to be a business person like puff or i want to be whatever whatever like this person and that person it's like you do know that like that takes work so this whole thing of like I don't want to answer calls on the weekend. I don't want to go to conferences. I don't want to network after work. Like, how do you think these, like, how do you think a lot, a lot of the decisions and stuff like that happens at networking things and stuff. And it's like, you can't, that's not all going to just come to you out of one thin air by just manifesting or whatever, whatever. Like you have to be willing to put in the work. And I feel like a lot of times people are like too lazy. They don't want to network or they don't want to like create the blog on the side to kind of showcase and do that till they get the attention and stuff. Like, like, no, like you have to, Yes, like you might be at a disadvantage by such and such, but that's not an excuse to not do anything at all. Like try it. Like if you didn't get that internship, okay, like what can you do now with your time and resources that you do have to kind of help yourself still get in that direction or get in that way? And I feel like a lot of times like we like to use the excuse of like, well, I'm in I'm in Smyrna, Georgia. Like I don't I'm not in like a New York or an LA. Like there's no way I can get attention from such and such. It's like, no, you can do something to help and cultivate an audience. Like you just have to work hard. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And for my for my last question, um, what advice do you have for like somebody who's saying like, oh, like I I want to ha- be like move up, be like a whatever whatever position at this company, but like I don't have a business background or I don't really know where to start or like are, are there any like tools and stuff that you feel that helped you like kind of learn the different trade like business foundations and kind of helped you kind of get the mindset of like, you know what, like, this is where I want to be. This is what I can start doing right now to kind of help groom myself and really get that knowledge in me to like get to that next level. Yeah. Um, there's so many things. I think the most important thing for me was I, I'm a good listener. Um, I, w- I would sit in the rooms and listen to what everybody's going and kind of learn from, you know, where they messed up, what they did well, have conversations with them. Um, research the internet, YouTube, this beautiful thing. Like I still remember uh, promising, you know, Ciroc I was going to make him a website and I wasn't even a web developer, <laughs> right? And I had to I had to YouTube and Google my way through it, but it was possible, right? Um, the, 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 the sitting in the, in the rooms or not, because now you can change your mentorship, right? You can, you can follow whatever cool influencer there is or, or business person who's putting out content 
And that that's your new circle of, of information. That's what you're taking in every day. And then apply those tools to the to the day to day. Um, I remember I was listening a lot to, to Gary Vee and he had like reached out and then and then we met and, you know, we were talking about a bunch of things. And I was like, you you're putting out all this content and you're literally empowering a whole bunch of the next, you know, wave of digital marketers. It's right there in front of him. Like he was putting out like PDFs with with marketing strategies and and how to do social media, like giving you the tools to go into your building and now become a social media expert. And I've witnessed that in the music industry. I've seen that in fashion, like people giving you the tools, whether it's Virgil or Jerry Lorenzo, like walking you through what to do to make like the right hoodie. The information is available. You know, we just have to be willing to to listen. And I think patience, like patience is, is, it doesn't mean don't be aggressive. Don't, don't, don't try to build things fast. Um, you know, it doesn't mean not have urgency. It's, it's just understanding that this is a process, right? It's, it's, a, it's a marathon. Like something that I learned from, from Nipsey Hussle is like, it's a marathon. It's all about the pace, right? Like sometimes you're going to need to sprint. Sometimes you're going to need to fall back and chill, kind of analyze, catch your breath, um, and then make your move. And, and I think some of this generation is, is they want everything right mm-hmm. now. And I, I think I'm a part of that too. So sometimes I have to slow down and kind of, you know, I don't really like using the word like to being humble, but just look like, okay, I'm good. There's a roof over my head. Things are kind of going in the right direction. You know, how do I plot and and, and plan to get to where I really want to go? But just understanding that it's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, like that, that's, that's important to me. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, like I forgot who said it, but somebody was like, it takes 10 years to build an overnight success. Because a lot of times we'll be like, oh, like so-and-so just blew up overnight. I'm like, we're seeing that now. And I feel like social media, people forget like that's a highlight reel. Like you're not seeing like, yeah, you're seeing your favorite actor like blow up right now and like all all these carpets. But you're not seeing how they like moved cross country to LA and like we're living in their car for two years until they could get an audition. That's, that's why it's hard for me. It's hard for me to participate in, in social media anymore um, because I, I don't like that. It's this thing designed for you to only show the end result, right. To like post that you got a new car or a new watch and not like <laughs> whatever it took behind it. Um, that That's what scares me about socials. Like everybody's just designing this perfect perception of themselves and then starting to believe it um and it, it worries me so i stay <laughs> off you know I, I know that i have to use it for for you know marketing and content and, and you know obviously puff is as heavy on social media for brand building um but i i spent you know a lot of time helping him show the world his authentic self because that's just what i believe like he came on with a great beard and like he was like yo there's no way i'm doing this i'm like no nah, like you it's okay like you're in a period of your life where you know it, whatever was going on uh and 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 people need to be able to relate to you they need they need to see the realness they can't just see everything perfect the suits perfect the haircut perfect the house perfect um how do things look like when they're not working how do you get through that i think people learn more from that so hopefully somebody comes up with a social media that uh the algorithm uh pushes pushes for realness but and like speaking of like real i feel like what we're now seeing like through like tiktok for instance like i feel like we're now seeing a lot more brands people celebrities and stuff like get more real and more vulnerable with themselves like i feel like definitely like instagram like still served as like the highlight reel or like facebook as i don't know 
Um, and then like LinkedIn is like the professional front where it's like, oh, look at all this like awards I just got. Um, but I feel like we're not like with TikTok when it was like introducing the pandemic, we saw like how people were like getting on there, whether it be artists or influencers getting on there, like sharing like, you know what, like I'm actually not doing well. Um, I'm actually like suffering with like my mental health or like, you know what, I didn't get that award last night and I'm really upset and this is why. Or, hey, like I want to walk you through the process of what it takes to make an album like it actually we have to go through a lot of hands and stuff and i feel like that's one thing that i like how kind of like tiktok's kind of like gone in there and kind of changed like how we're seeing like the inside of stuff and how it's given it a different look and perspective of it like i know i particularly like that over instagram like i know for a point like instagram just got too like you said just like too highlight real too fake and i'm just like this is too much like I used to know a lot of the like retouchers who were doing a lot of celebs photos and stuff. And they would tell me the crazy stuff. And I'd be like, are you serious? Well, like, yeah, someone pays me like 10,000 a photo to like retouch it, to make it look perfect. Or I only will follow. It's it just, it got crazy. And I was just like, this is insane. Like I can't. And I follow like so many people. And, but I feel like now with TikTok and stuff, we're now seeing brands and stuff like, be able to show like a different side, like how you said, like you try to highlight like his real authentic self, like when everything's not perfect, like the suit or whatever. But I feel like that's one thing that a tool that I feel like brands and stuff are now being able to use where they can show more of a realistic approach with like either their artists that they represent or their brand themselves or whatever that I think is really cool. Yes, it's start it's starting to take a it's starting to take a turn. I think the 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 youth um are getting hip, right? And they're they're leading that, so it's good to see. Like it's good to see that we're we're hopefully going in the right direction when it comes to, you know, social media and, and perception. No, but yeah, it has changed a lot, and I think I'm really interested in seeing like where this goes, like for the next five, like five ten years from now, to just to see how people are kind of reshaping the highlight real mentality to the whole like holistic approach of when stuff is if it's bad, like it's bad if it's good like it's good but like don't just like cut out and just only show like what's positive yeah man for sure that's that's where we're headed we're gonna put positive vibes <laughs> in there <laughs> uh, but uh dion thank you so much for joining us and giving us all these dropping all this knowledge and gems on us <laughs> today nah thank you for having me just having a good conversation chopping it up um i appreciate you and i, I like what you're doing uh, when they brought it to me, I went and listened to a bunch of them, and I was like, "Oh, I like where this is going. Like, you're you're onto something. And you could you just have like good dialogue with people. It's not like forced. Um, so just keep keep being you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cool. All right, y'all. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.
If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.